From Oaken Buckets Productions, we bring you your weekly ads. Sports, entertainment, and bullshit. What's up, y'all? It won't make me make a bracket anymore. That's fine. But I also just kind of want to know perfect bracket tracker. I don't know, Dylan. What's going on? My my bracket is never busted because I never do one, so I never have to worry. Oh, uh, you did never busted a bracket, never busted a nut. Celibate nope. Dylan over here, based. Um, I just so happen to be on the ESPN. I don't know why I said. I I think I almost said NBA NCAA instead of NBA, which I have no fucking clue what that is. Um, but out of the 20 million brackets, there's zero perfect brackets remaining. Um, they actually have stats on which, how many brackets got busted per team losing. So I didn't know this stat existed, but I'm glad it does. So almost 10.2 million with West Virginia's loss. Uh That's actually the biggest one on here right now. But I think so many had so many have combo breaks because obviously uh, being salty Purdue fans will talk about Purdue's number one loss, but they're not even on here um, on the breakdown. Uh, we got number four Virginia's loss, the first upset of the day Thursday when the tournament began. Uh, number ten, that's eight point one million. If I didn't say that, number ten Utah State, eight hundred sixteen thousand. Number 16, Howard, losing was 81,000. Uh, 16, Texas A&M, CC, 37,000. A lot of people were picking some 16 upsets. These are number 16 seeds that have uh, some significant losses. Semi-significant. Uh, number 12, Charleston, 252,000. Number 2, Arizona with 431,000. Illinois, number 9 with 16. And other losses, 18,000. Wow. Uh, and then the women's all got busted, I believe, off of mainly like one loss, finished them off the other night. Uh, number nine, Marquette lost a bunch. But I know they went down from, they only had two million brackets. So almost 18 million less brackets than the men's filled out for the women's. Um, I forgot to play the sports drill. We might as well just play it now. Now to sports. Ah, love it. Love that transition. So, get this. I don't know. Were you able to get on ESPN at all between the dates of Thursday and now? Like, just scrolling? Uh, uh, maybe, like, once I did. Okay. Uh, we have some photo proof uh, of it. I thought Austin had some screenshots, too. Um, if you went to ESPN's homepage... And you scroll during the tournament. <laughs> just, I just, I just want you to be prepared for this one. Let's just be prepared for this. It literally went women's tournament and then men's tournament on the homepage. <laughs> so the the main highlight screen, like right now, I'm ESPN. Now it's Warriors Mavericks because it is on ESPN tonight. Uh, Mavericks are up thirty three twenty eight, and it was always the basically the current because. The women's games were on ESPN. The men's yep. tournaments on CBS, TNT, TBS, and True TV, who all own each other. So the women's games obviously are getting advertised. I'm okay with that. But then as you scroll down, 
it was the scoreboard for the women's tournament and like the big women's headline or headline. And then it was men's headline, men's scoreboard. As you scroll down. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's stupid nonetheless, but honestly, knowing ESPN and it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, it, it actually is kind of surprising because they haven't learned their lesson yet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard lesson that uh, you don't. They don't want to learn it or accept it. Not learn it or accept it. They don't want to learn or accept it. The I don't want to say this. It's kind of funny that they had they were self advertising because they had the games on, but no one was going to the website that day to know what the women's scores were. Not when it's two million brackets to twenty million brackets on ESPN alone. Yeah, you know that doesn't include Yahoo Sports. I know they do one. Uh, I think the NCAA itself does one, unless it links it to ESPN. Um, CBS Sports. Uh, you know, Lord knows, there's probably tons of them out there. Um, so that was funny. That was something that, that uh, we honestly got it pointed out to me, and I, I also noticed myself where I was just like scrolling. I'm just like, damn, this is a uh, kind of crazy that. Uh, you know, this is the case or whatever. So, other other news going on besides basketball. World Baseball Classic ended last night. Um, it's taken the world by storm, essentially. This stat is where I think it... There's a couple stats that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relay to you. Um, this is one comparing two highlight videos. We have Bryce Harper's game-winning home run in the eighth inning to send the Phillies to the World Series. So this is the NLCS pennant. Bryce Harper hits a home run. They go 2.2 million views in five months uh, since that video was posted. Uh, Trey Turner hit a game-winning home run in the eighth inning. It was a grand slam. We actually turned it on and watched that at bat uh, Saturday night to send... USA to the semifinals and it had 4.5 million views in three hours. Uh, so outside of essentially the end of the pennant with a single player, and I guess a team player, but I mean, it was, it was a magical grand slam, crazy stat. Uh, another one I saw is Japan versus Puerto Rico for their quarterfinal game. Mm-hmm. 61% of TVs in Puerto Rico had the game on. And in Japan, 50% of all TVs. Wow. Was the stats. Like, absolutely just like bonkers TV numbers. But also because everybody wants to see it, especially like the countries. Like, it's your country playing a sport that like people like. I feel like this one. I mean, it could just be recency bias, but it feels like this time around, it's it would just, I don't know, it feels like more people were in tune to it and watching it and talking about it. Well, if I'm, I'm even being fair, like the last one was in 2017. I couldn't even told you it happened. As much yeah. as I'm in the sports, like, I feel like I know about it, but it's almost like it was gatekeeped by baseball fans. Uh-huh. Or I didn't care or, you know, because I, I really didn't heavily get into baseball until maybe 2017, 2018. With watching the pro, I always watched like playoff World Series games, but I never watched 
regular season stuff. And this obviously takes place in the spring around yeah. this time around the world. But like, it just feels like it was like unadvertised. So yeah, you want to say like, it's been six years since the last one, but at the same time, it's like, well, wait a second. It's, it's here now. It's exciting. It's baseball, but everybody's tuned into it. And I, yeah. and I, and I think social media might've had something to do with it. Like one of the good things social media has done is that it advertised this and got people hyped and TikToks and Twitters and Instagrams and all that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just gave like that pride thing, kind of like the Olympic does essentially, but just a sport that everybody can kind of more or less follow and get into easily. Cause you already, if you know, if you're watching it and you already know baseball, you know, all the rules It's not like watching track and field trying to figure shit out because you don't watch track and field at any other time or curling. Do you you think it's because as well is, is baseball becoming more of a global sport? I think it has that effect. No, I think the crazy thing is I think baseball's popularity in all countries, like hell Britain made the, like the tournament. Like now, and obviously with their jank ass jerseys, with their jank ass jerseys. We'll talk about that. And the, uh, you know, they made it. Yeah, they're poaching players here and there or whatever. Uh, Randy Rosarena is Cuban and defected to Mexico, you know, didn't defect to Mexico. Mexico said, come live here for a year and play for us. And he did. Uh, he plays for Tampa Bay Rays and MLB. Um, and, you know, other players, it's just like the Olympic sports and World Cup and World Basketball playing for different teams or whatever. Just all of a sudden getting your dual citizens to ship somewhere to play. But it is really uh, baseball's rising now. Baseball's popularity in the U.S. is shrinking, but it shows that everyone else around the world still likes it. Um, and then obviously we got the new pitch clock this year that should shorten games that may increase watchativity because baseball games might not be three hours long. Um, they're averaging like two and a half hours right now in spring training with the pitch clock. Um. So yeah, I mean obviously, and then obviously it's alive and well in Japan. Uh, I think also attendance wise, average attendance or at, at the same point in time, I think at the previous tournament, it was like 500,000 fans mm-hmm. and they were at like a million at the same point for attendance across like the games and where they were playing. Cause obviously they played in multiple arenas before they came to the U S for the finals. So that's, uh, Really cool set that people were even going to the games and all that too. And there were there's cool crowds. The crowds that I watched from all the games were really cool. Everyone had their instruments of choice uh to play. They had their wardrobes, rather they were buying merch. I think they showed like one of the merch things that was at Chase Field for one of the games and it was like the, the hat stand, you just saw like a whole section gone and people like going and buying hats and shit. That were there. Uh, saw a line that said Shohei Otani. He bought a a Czech Republic hat, <laughs> or he had a Czech Republic hat on because they played him, and it instantly sold out online. Oh, really? Like it had that like fashion effect of like, oh, he's wearing the Czech hat. I want the Czech hat. So I think that's like one of those cool like many moments of just, just the power of him alone. Like 
Japanese fans everywhere, like across, like anyone, anywhere. Someone was in the Nets locker room. I don't know if he was playing for the team or uh, worked for the team, but even he had like his jersey on. It was like all smiles after they won last night, and just, just really cool effects of like that national playerism that you get from like, you know, even like the Mike Phillips effect. Like, man, he he eats Subway. I want to eat Subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosarena like crossing his arms. Like all the Mexican fans were crossing their arms, stuff, in celebration. Like just a lot of cool shit happening because of it. But there's that there's that meme that goes around like every time, like a a championship game is being played, and it says like world champions in quotation marks, but only American teams play. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why more people are into it because they actually wanted to beat the Americans to prove that they're really the world champions. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's one of those weird things, right? Like when we say like, I know the big joke is like baseball says world series, but it is only USA teams. But I feel like it crossed the national or our major sports in the U S baseball. And well, actually I I would try to take it further than this. Basketball seems like it's still mainly the most American. Football definitely is. Like, football, basketball, but then, like, hockey, baseball are very mixed international sports mm-hmm. um, across whole rosters. Obviously, like, can't, like NHL is, like, America, can't Canadians, and it's, you know, I feel like that percentage is probably close. I don't know it, but I feel like it's probably close. Um, But then baseball's definitely got that bigger international Group, but then soccer obviously probably is a large percentage too, but no one really cares in the U.S. about that. And even around the world, they don't care about the MLS. <laughs> so like, we don't have anything to worry about there. But you could be right. Like, I mean, well, I mean, you can't take away from, like, having a favorite team with, like, because a lot of these guys played in there for these major league teams, and a lot of these guys also don't, but they all play in the U.S., so now you gotta want to say a lot of them, but every time like they had a pitcher up or a batter, he said like he played for a single A or double A team in the U.S. or had time in the MLB. So some of these guys were like the major league superstars that play all the day, and then some guys maybe had one start ever in the MLB, and then you know still play quote unquote professional baseball. And then obviously others like the Japanese players mainly play in Japan. The Koreans probably you know majority of them played in Korea and. So forth and so forth, but uh, it's definitely cool. And yeah, I mean, I think it came down to it did came down to the U.S. losing. Uh, we gave too much offense in that game against Cuba that we whooped them thirteen to two on. Um, but at least it was a cool final that was like close, three two, three two. Otani versus fucking Trout teammates. Last out. Otani, I was I didn't watch it on TV. I watched it on my phone because I was hoping, like, as I was laying in bed, it was just going to be over because I was like, well, there's no way we win this game after the eighth. And then, like, I look, and he was throwing straight gas at Trout. Like, he, he threw six pitches, I think, and four were 100 miles per hour plus. And then he threw one slider, and then one ball, one uh, fastball was, like, 98. So like he was attacking him, and I don't blame him. Like your teammates, now you can be like, "Hey, guess what? Guess what? The bro, I struck you out, <laughs> throwing heat." 
Oh, we're getting in trouble for that. But I mean, it's like bragging rights. They go in the clubhouse. And then I think oh, so. Someone said, uh, there's like a comment that was like, uh, it was, oh man, I forgot. It was a comment or a joke, but it was something basically Mike Trout being like, well, this is the closest to winning Mike Trout's going to get as he goes back to the Angels as they don't win <laughs> games. So, like, probably a good thing for both of them because they probably won't have a good season based on stats. Um, the we got to talk about them Great Britain jerseys though. I I think Nike produced them. I want to say there was various brands across the whole tournament. Um, mm-hmm. everyone had their brands. Like I think I don't know who made the Japan jerseys, but I know uh, Mexico was like New Era. It looked like uh, Nike did the US's. Oh, I think Nike did the Great Britain jerseys, but those things were pitiful. Uh, For anyone who didn't see these things, in particular, they had a gray jersey. Uh, The flag, the Union Jack was on, like, the left sleeve, and the right sleeve was, like, the World Baseball logo or whatever. But then it just said Great Britain in, like, the most basic-ass font you could get across the chest and then obviously baseball jerseys have that like space in because of the buttons and if you've seen a baseball jersey a pro jersey anytime there's anything across the chest there's like a gap that can get created because of the buttons um but it usually connects decently well this didn't connect decently well at all because it was just letters it wasn't a design um yeah, i feel like most like manufacturers try to hide that to yeah make it less pronounced and then Great Britain just didn't give an F. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm looking at USA's right now, and there's the S going across the chest, which is going to be separated when the buttons. But basically, the logo continues underneath the jersey usually and on top of it, at least for the professional ones. Like, the cheaper ones probably don't have that. But the pro ones, so, like, if it comes a little loose from the player moving, whatever the case may be, or if he grabs it, because there's no buttons that go usually in the logo either. It's usually just tight because of the buttons around it but it does make the logo mesh and great britain was like we're just gonna put letters there it's like it's like they made the jerseys on the fly like no one expected them to qualify so like it makes me wonder what they were wearing to qualifying games if they just had like a t-shirt on and they're just like oh shit now we got to make these and then uh threw them together um at one point the the, the letter t in great was fell off a jersey during the game. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you that these things were just heat-sealed hours prior. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, they were made on the spot. And they were heat-sealed. I got to say, though. Yeah, go ahead. I loved Japan's jerseys. They just look so classic. Dude, all I could think about, even Japan's hat with the J on it, just straight up reminded me of ooh the Korean hat's kind of cool looking at the K. Um, Bad news bears go to Japan. <laughs> like straight up, like that's all I could think about. Like while I was like watching, I was like, man, like I haven't watched that movie in forever. But I was like, dude, that's just what it instantly reminded me of. Because like did- a great title for like the next movie. <laughs> they yeah. just go to Japan. Yeah. And that's, that's all it is. That's all they did is go do like legitimately like we're the best team in the U.S. or whatever they were ranked, and they played the 
little league, best little league J- Japanese team. And then the end of that movie is like, I don't want to say base. It's just so like nonchalantly chill because like mm-hmm. the kids fight. I forget if they fight or they got mad at the ump. They did something like the kids started going mad in the Japanese stadium because they were at like, or were they? Yeah, because they were, they were in Japan. Because I would say, were they at the Astrodome? No, they were at like the Japanese dome. And then they got kicked out or whatever. The game got canceled. And then they were just like playing in some park somewhere at the end of the movie. Just having fun. And I was like, that's legit right there. Um, The, the funny thing about, about the jerseys and the hats though too is like John Boy Media did like a review on one of their episodes of Talking Baseball, I believe, of like the hats. Or one of their various videos because they have so many. And uh, John Boy was like, man, I like these hats. I like the China one. But he's like, I can't wear that. I'm not Chinese. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. But then You're it's also... Literally representing the wrong side there. Yeah. Yeah, for that one, for sure. Or even like, he's like, the Puerto Rican one's cool, but I'm not Puerto Rican. Like, can I wear that? It's like, yeah, if you want. The Germany... It's just a giant D. It looks like a daredevil hat with a Germany flag on it. And it's like not, it's daredevil with a yellow outfit because it's a D and there's outlines of yellow around it. It's from She-Hulk. Oh. But yeah, that's that. Cool that's getting popular. Oh, I want to transition to entertainment for a second. Wrong, wrong. Entertainment. I I forced myself to watch the final two episodes of The Last of Us because I wanted to make sure I watched them before today. So I watched them Monday. And I just I just don't know how I feel about it. Compared to the first episode where I like I really liked the first episode and maybe even the second episode, I feel so let down by these last two episodes. Yeah. Now, episode seven was her was Ellie on her own. Uh she runs into the uh the people, fights her way out, all that. Joel is sick, he gets healthy again, he finds her, and then they just continue on their way to Seattle. That episode was okay. It was pretty cool. Like I it was a good episode, I think. Maybe for a show. Like I'm watching it. And then we get to Seattle and they're talking, they climb, we see the giraffes. And then they get grabbed by the fireflies. And it just kind of happens so fast. I don't even know what the runtime on that episode is. That episode felt super fast. Well, you know, I'll tell you one thing. You know, it, every sort of show, whether it has zombies or whatever, you want some form of realism. Mm-hmm. And in any in any scenario, you'd be running away from... from uh, uh, that city, Seattle. You wouldn't be going towards it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just like that. They show this giant blob of the infected in the second episode in Boston that they didn't think would be there. And they said, like, maybe they were chasing people, trying to get to the QZ and got out of a building, and then they were all out in the open. Um, and it's kind of like the same thing where, and, and this goes into one of my criticisms that I might as well get to. I might as well get to it right now. I feel like there wasn't enough zombies the rest of the yeah. show. So we, we saw zombies in the second episode of the show. Uh, our first like big encounter with them. 
or whatever. Um, the third episode is the big gay episode, which is the longest running episode, an hour and 15 minutes. That, or no, the first episode is the longest at an hour 28. The like super gay episodes, an hour 15. And then no episode after that breaks an hour. So makes it wonder. Yeah, I know. I was like looking at that and I was like, the fin- like the finale is only like 42 minutes or something like that. Maybe 48, somewhere in the forties. But I'm just like, that's your last episode is like almost your shortest episode, which like is one of those things that like usually Netflix shows, I feel like are all the same runtime besides maybe the first or last episode, but usually they're decently in the same. Like one of the things with watching like the Mandalorian or the Disney plus shows as they've come out is they all have varying degrees of different lengths. And obviously that's cause they're not running ads like a show on the CW or CBS or something like that. Um, so they can tell their episode story. They don't have ads that they could be whatever length, but then sometimes it makes me mad when like one episode's like 50 minutes and then one episode's like 32 minutes. And I'm like, this is supposed to be like a legit series. And you're giving me a, like a 32 minute episode. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Even just now I was watching the new Mandalorian third episodes, 58 minutes long. And it's actually the lowest rated episode of the Mandalorian ever. Because the Mandalorian is in it for like six, seven minutes, maybe. And then it's like a world building episode following a character that we haven't seen since the end of the second season, which again, this is the third season, but it's like 3.5 because the book of Boba Fett has some like episodes that technically moves the Mandalorian forward. Um, but either way, like we see this character and then it kind of shows what happens to him, but it's not really necessary to the plot right now. And I don't think uh, it even acts as it technically doesn't even act as a plot to the second season to like what happens with that plot point in the second season. Like, is that plot done now because of what we just saw happen to this character or are we going to go that route? It's like, it doesn't feel like anything. So it's like, why did I just like, why did I just sit here for 40 minutes? Like you just, we just watched this character die. And what does that mean? Like, that's what it felt. Like I like I didn't I don't give a shit about him. I want to watch like I want to see what the Mandalorians are doing because we're building this big plot up, and now you're just like detouring for what feels like nothing. Now is it is it completely nothing? I don't know, but like it could have been literally ten minutes instead of fifty eight minutes. Like they stretched it out for this ridiculous long amount of time for like something we're never gonna probably see again. We just don't. But anyway, running back, out of ideas. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like it's like they had the idea for it, but then they just stretched it out super long. But and it, it, I, I never wondered about that character. I, I could give a shit less. It's just like this doctor dude. So unless like Moff Gideon comes back, I don't care. Like unless he's involved with this character's death, I don't care. And it doesn't even reveal it that way. Kind of like a uh, episode one showing Palpatine, uh calling Darth Maul or like Darth mm-hmm. Maul's there and he's talking to the trade federation. He's like, go to Nat or go to Moss Eisley. And he's like, all right. And he goes, and it's like, that's kind of like, it didn't do anything like that where the, like this girl who killed the scientist or got the scientist killed, like, isn't calling on a hologram thing going like he's fucking dead. And then he's like, 
cool. You know, like that would have been awesome. Give me that. They didn't even give me that. And it's like, there's arguments on Facebook saying like, oh, it's world building. It's world. It's like, this is horrible world building because like for a show, I don't, our characters aren't even here. Like there's world building with the main characters or in the area the characters are at. And then there's world building. That's not, but like, don't give me a 58 minute long episode that leaves me with like a question on why we even watch this. It seems to me like you have these shows that are, are on the streaming platforms and because of the giant budgets, because everyone gets paid too much now, they, they shorten them to like eight, 10, 12 episodes, yep. usually at most. Yep. And yet you have these filler episodes, which just don't mean anything. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, use that and then budget. they wonder why they get canceled so often. Yeah, use this budget to move the fucking story forward. Have more fight scenes. If you're an action show, if you're not an action show, I don't know. Just don't do filler episodes. Like, goddamn. Like, this is literally, literally why The Walking Dead died, besides being repetitive every year. Like, the filler episodes in Walking Dead were so bad. But then, like, getting back getting back onto my, my point... There wasn't enough zombies. So, like, we got that episode. Then we meet um, the guy and his brother, his deaf brother. And, uh, like, a sinkhole opened up, which reminded me totally of Gears of War. And a bunch of infected came out. And that was kind of cool. Saw that. We saw the big ones. And then, uh... After that, we get the reflection episode with Ellie and Riley, and we see one infected in that. And then that's it. We don't see any more infected. Because uh, it shows Joe and Ellie going to, what, Wyoming or Montana or whatever. And I don't think they run into a single infected there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they leave behind. They bury the guy and his brother. They leave. It shows them go to these Indian people's house to get directions. And then we, we don't run into any infected the rest of the way. So literally from that point in the series till the end, and I, I watched the final episode, there's no infected in the final three episodes, four episodes, five episodes. I guess, I guess three, cause that was episode seven with her and Riley. So the final three episodes, zero infected. I don't know what the video oh, yeah. games like that. I mean, isn't that part of the problem, though? It's like the video game is you're fighting the infected, and that's the gameplay. But when you're telling the actual story of the game, you're not going to have as many infected because you have to have the interpersonal conflict and relationships happening, and those are what, like, the cutscenes are for. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you either need to simulate those fights more often or you're just going to have those that person to person conflict and you're not going to have the zombies which the main draw of any zombie show and people can try to say oh the real monsters are humans trope okay whatever people want to see the zombies i'll take that back there's one zombie in episode eight there's nine episodes it was at the very very beginning because we see ellie's mom getting chased by a zombie and or at the beginning of nine you know, episode nine, we see one zombie there and then that's it. So one zombie in two hours of watching a show. And you're right. And there's people comment. They're like, well, gameplay 
it's hard to turn gameplay into film. It's like, not really. Like, that's what an action scene, like, Assassin's Creed's gameplay is being sneaky, fighting people, right? Like, being athletic and fighting people. That's a fight scene. That's not hard to do. That's just good choreography. If um Sonic can turn <laughs> yeah. a game like Sonic into, yeah. like, an actually pretty good movie, then then uh, uh, something like The Last of Us has no excuse. Yeah. I, I And I know there's parts of gameplay where you can, like, get the infected to eat the people, right? Like, draw them yeah. into areas and help clear them out or whatever. Like, there's none of that in the show. Like, I knew that was a part of gameplay, and I'm like, man, that would be cool to incorporate that in the show. Like, see Joel do something like that. Nope. That doesn't happen at all. Like, and then even the scene where he just, like, goes berserk to get Ellie out of the hospital, it's almost like they tried... I don't want to say it. It could have been filmed like a really cool action sequence, kind of like the game, or or as you could play it as, you know, taking cover, shooting, moving through yeah. room to room. They kind of almost filmed it where he had like an invincibility perk on and infinite oh. health because there's like a scene where he's he shoots and he shoots like three dudes. And I know they, they kind of have him as a badass and he's like a army ranger and all that too, whatever. But at the same time, like in the real world, you're not bulletproof no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like it shows him in the hallway and he shoots like three people, but he's literally like 15 feet, like less than one of our aisles at the store apart from these guys. Like in the, maybe, yeah, maybe 15 feet. And they're all shooting. They're, they kind of shows them shooting, but it's like in the middle of a hallway too. It's not like in a doorway where maybe he got the jump on him. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, man, this is kind of. Because he showed him like kind of walking around shooting. He's like peeking a corner. He shoots a guy in a room and then he walks in and stabs him with his knife and then steals his gun. Like there's a couple parts where I was like really cool. And then they kind of showed that scene. I'm like, all right, that's too much. I was like, you guys were, you guys had me going for a second. But I'm like that. He didn't just like go in the middle of a hallway and like gun these three people down. But it was, it was almost like they were afraid to be too violent with it too. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Like watching it. I was like, this could have been a much more intense action scene right like it it made it seem like more he was just like a madman shooting people which in a way i guess he was but it could have been more of an action scene of a madman shooting people instead of just like these random frames of him shooting people then he's like walks in i did laugh though because the doctor picks up the scalpel he's like you're not gonna take her then he shoots him in the head that i cracked up at that part i was like that was a bad idea uh, it's like an indiana jones one Mm mm-hmm 100%. 100%. I was like, what are you going to do with that scalpel? And then he's like, boom. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, you know, he takes her out. He shoots Darlene and drives away. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> and then he kind of just, you know, says, like, you know, Ellie's like, are you telling me the truth? And he's like, yeah. And then it just ends. And it's like, okay. And, I mean, I guess I'm fine with that type of ending. But it's just like it felt so fast. I just like didn't feel satisfied at all from it. I don't know. But like, but as you can see, like my hype was like high because I thought it was like really cool, and I was like, wow, they're giving us a lot from the first episode. And then like by the time we got to the end, I'm like, you're not giving us anything anymore. So, how many episodes was it? Eight. Uh, eight minus the gay episode, so nine. Okay. Nine total. Okay, nine. Okay, so do you, after nine episodes, did you feel like a strong emotional connection to Ellie or or or, or anyone else? 
Dude, I, or Joel or anyone. Dude, to be honest, I don't think so. I think I did in the beginning. But then I feel like, man, I, you know, I, I, maybe in the beginning, not knowing them, but like knowing what they, or at least what Joel went through. And maybe I, I would say that, I don't know, maybe like after episode eight, but then like with how they did episode nine, I like didn't care anymore. Really? Like I kind of lost it, but I mean, that just might be me personally because I just felt like, like literally episode nine was a blur. Like it was, it started. It maybe because it had this like flashback scene of Ellie's mom that took ten minutes of the sh- the episode that you know there wasn't you know a quarter of the show was runtime was done already so everything else was so quick but it was just like at the end of it all I was just like and maybe part of it's because I know like what happens in the second game and what some of it leads to or what some of it got turned into as we talked about before. Oh, I don't know. Like, I can't. I can't say like I loved him. Like, I was more concerned. Like, yo, let's get back to the town and see what Tommy and the boys are building. Yeah, because <laughs> that wood wall was sick. You know, like I want. I want to go back to the the settlement. Oh, I feel like like you juxtaposed that with like another HBO show, um, Game of Thrones, nine episodes in the episode Baylor where Ned Stark gets his head cut off. Yeah. That episode, like through nine episodes, like you were fucking devastated when that fucking happened. Yeah. Like you felt for like all the characters and like the Stark family and every, all the shit that was happening to them. Like that was all like episode nine out of 10 episodes. So it's like in the same amount of time, like this show couldn't do that and they couldn't build that suspense and they couldn't, build that uh that you know feeling for the characters that you should have in a show like this yeah i think it's it's really weird in a way because like i said i feel like it got there but then at the same time like i just started not caring like mm-hmm. it, it's just weird because like you say that and like I felt like I was happy Joel grabs her and he's like it's okay baby girl and I'm like oh like hell yeah like he's kind of finally like revealing like hey like you're my kid now you know what I'm saying like, like some, yeah I, I straight yeah. up adopted you without you knowing because I I got you across the fucking country right and it's like cool but then episode like I think that's the part that let me down is like I saw a part of the cutscene from the game like literally just like the clip was on Facebook on like the reels thing of Joel unplugging Ellie and carrying her out and like getting chased by the like remaining guards and getting to the elevator. That doesn't even happen in the show because in the show it essentially says he killed every single person in that building besides the oh. two nurses. Because he, he like like Darlene's the last side, which is fine. You know what I mean? But there's like that added pressure there that like he was willing to like, and it's like I said with the, the, the fight scene to him get into the operator room. It just kind of just shows him shooting people, but it's not really shot like an action scene of him fighting his way through like guard after guard to get to her. It just was kind of like he's shooting just because of the, like the way it's shot. Like, you know what's happening, but it's just, it, I don't think it was shot correctly for a, a scene that feels like you're going to rescue someone. Mm-hmm. Like, like being enraged to rescue someone. It doesn't feel that way. 
But but that's just my opinion on it. But I think uh, that's probably one of the the few things that I just kind of was like, okay. And then at the end, he's like with her, and it's like okay, and he's like lying to her, and you're like, yeah. And then, dude. And then here's one of those things too. They get into a vehicle that's in the garage at the end to drive back until it dies, and they walk the rest of the way. They got into like a 2008, 2007, somewhere around there, Durango. Like the fucking worst fuel mileage possible. And then it broke down. And like, that's just bad. Who decided to pick that car for the apocalypse? Like out of them. Now, maybe they are dependable. I don't know. My aunt had one. I feel like it wasn't. I feel like, but she got in a lot of accidents, had a lot of blind spots, I think. Or she was just a bad driver. I don't know. But it does have shitty fuel mileage. But I, that part made me laugh. Oh. Uh, but at least it was accurate. Like, car, it's not like they had the, like, the newest Durango. Oh. Uh, but now, if it would have been like a Durango Hellcat, that I would have been cracking <laughs> up. Or or even a Tesla. If they would have gotten a fucking Tesla, I would have lost my shit. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's okay, like no, I said. No, I think you, I think you'd have to watch it, because I think it's still worth a watch. But at the same time, like I'm just like ultimately like let down. Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I think I'm just let down by the amount of zombies. And then, like I said, I, I don't know. I'd rather watch someone actually play the ending than watch the ending on the show. Because I think, like I said, I think it just plays better. Just like I said, I just don't like the way they shot it. Cause it just looks like I don't know. I was, it like, was it like Joel was like um John Wick? No. Like, well that's the thing. He's he's kinda like John Wick in it, but it's not you know it's not John Wick, so you, you can kind of see them like it wasn't actually let me put it this way. It wasn't shot like John Wick, so it doesn't look as cool. Uh-huh. Obviously. You know. But they kind of portray it that way a little bit. But at the same time, it's shot so like poorly that I'm just like, eh. It's like a okay action sequence, you know, like nothing. Like like I said, it's nothing. I, I I'm not gonna go back and watch it later, you know. Like there's some scenes in action movies where you're like, I'm gonna watch that clip again. I'm gonna go to YouTube yeah. and find that shit. Like I'm not gonna do that because it just it wasn't that good. Um, but uh carry over to the article I prelude to uh, a Facebook group that we follow posted this article, the headline and it said, uh, was it Bella Ramsey? The actress, she identifies as nine non-binary. And she said that being non-binary helped her prepare to play this female role as Ellie. Um, I was wondering what you would, th- what you think about that? It's like the same shit that chick said um, for House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is so stupid. Dude, I know. I know. Like, I just, like, it's and, and these fucking writers, just like these interviewers, they just go along with this shit. Rather, they believe in it or it's just like part of the agenda. So they push it. But it just like absolutely like kills me when like they like I don't know I could f- sit there 
and be like, so like, what made you feel like you, you know, we're so good for this role. People like you, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh, because I'm not binary, like playing this female role. I feel like I was really there to be like, it has nothing to do with you being a female until you decided to identify as non-binary. Like none of that, you know. That's just, it just show, goes to show you how it's like either these people are so maniacal and just like, like evil mm. or they're, they truly believe that. And if like, I don't know, I really don't know which one's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it honestly, be, between that and like you bring up house of dragon, I actually forgot about that one. It a hundred percent makes it feel like this is all, uh, part of the plan, you know, like there's like doing this on purpose. And then you have the idea that they truly, for some reason, believe they're this gender and abnormality. And one side or the other, it's like saying, yeah, I'm non-binary, but I'm really good at playing, like, dude, male roles got me down. And then... Well, because this- she's a child, I still feel like bad because like that's not her thinking. That's like society. That's oh, social media. That's the industry that she's in. Dude, hundred percent. That that Hollywood shit. Well, shit. You seen Amanda Bynes is back in the news a little bit. Yeah. That she canceled the premiere at the '90s con and then was like found walking naked down the street. Uh, oh, I didn't see that part. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she, I don't know. Like she canceled it, but I don't remember if this is this correlates with each other or not. Because I read an article, but I can't remember timing wise. But it said like. She was found, she was having a psychotic episode, was found naked on a street, came to, and then, like, waved a car down for help, and they took her back to her house or hospital or wherever she went. Um, And then, like, her boyfriend or husband or whatever, ex, whatever it was, saying, like, she's been off her meds or some shit like that. And it's just, like, some of these people, man, I tell you, like, you got to just get out of L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, leave that shit. Because... Rather you're still acting or famous or popular or whatever, like that shit's just all poison. All of it. And like, especially if you are like, and if you're having issues, there's a good chance that everything you're doing still in Hollywood is causing issues. Yeah. Because there's, it, it doesn't seem like there's just like a nice place to be. If you are a former famous person if you're a normal person it's probably fine but if you're just in any type of famous clique it just always seems like unless you're still actively doing stuff or you choose to live somewhere else or just be I guess on top of the game all the way she's like all these people have trouble especially the young people especially the young people so that, then it just goes back to this, like you said. Like I don't think it's just this thinking that they're getting brought into, and then to get acting roles, like that's what you got to be now. But it makes no sense because you're never going to see them play a male role. No, that's that's like, the funny part. Like, like because that's that's I think that's what people were saying with the House of Dragons actress was, was like, so are you going to play? When are we going to see you in a male role? Like, because you're so good at playing this female role. Well, it's like because it's like. Okay, you're identifying as non-binary. Or you think you can play a man. What? What makes you so convincing as a man? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, them big old titties. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, are you gonna? <laughs> we throw. 
So, oh, and then another line from that article, I think it was in the same picture or someone commented on it that she said something like, of course, he could got up that said, like, if you're not watching the episode because you're gay, you're gay storylines, you're a bigot. But then it said a trans actor. So there's a trans actor at some point in the show. Um, I don't, I, I'm assuming she's not calling herself her, herself out because she said she's non-binary and she doesn't obviously look trans. But I don't know if someone else is on the show. I couldn't tell. Not that I cared. Um, but I thought that was just like funny. I'm like, no, like it's one of those things where it's like, even it could have the storyline, no one cares, but obviously if you dedicate an hour and 15 minute long episode to it. Yeah. You're going to run into some trouble. Yeah. Cause it did literally didn't move the plot through. Like they run into that character in the game and now like they don't run into the character in the show. Cause you made him fucking kill himself. Come on now. Oh, dumb. It's really dumb. In other random news, I was on Xbox the other day, and a game, Atlas, Atlas Fallen? Seems like it's just like a Monster Hunter thing, but it looks like it's more things to fight than Monster Hunter. This goes in, I think we talked about it a couple weeks back, where I was like, I said it, like there's so many game trailers I watch where all the games seem f- similar to some extent, or they're not, they're not like the next call of duty or whatever. Right. They're all individual IPs where mm-hmm. I can't keep them straight. And I can't remember which ones I watch and haven't watched. So I saw this game be available for pre at Xbox. And I was like, this is one of those games. I was like, I don't know which one it is, but it's one of them. Um, also, remind, it reminded me of one that I did watch a trailer for. I think it's coming out for PlayStation and Xbox, but it's like a third-person shooter where you're in robot suits and you kill waves of dinosaurs. Interesting. And I am so down for this game because it sounds like it's like Space Defense Force or Earth Defense Force where you fight bugs and the occasional giant robots, but like you're in mech suits. It's kind of like you took Anthem. Yeah, you take an Anthem in Jurassic Park and you put them together with Earth Defense Force. Where you're like, hey, you're in robot suits and some portals just dropping fucking dinosaurs down. And you just shoot dinosaurs. And I'm like, that seems like the most mindless, fun game. As long as it plays decent, like, I'm game. Give me that shit. You'll have to give us an update when it comes out. If I, okay, if I remember what, it call, what it's called when it comes out, that'd be the the miracle. I don't even look at like new game charts anymore. So like if a new game comes, like all of a sudden I'm like, is that game out? And then like I've seen Star Wars ads all of a sudden. So I'm assuming Star Wars is about to come out. Yeah, I think it comes out in April. So that's cool. Looks good. Even though it just adds more into this like random as lore trail of Star Wars that exists in this one set period of time, but still looks a very cool game. I, I, did you play the first one? No, it, like it's set during uh, like between episode three and four, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's essentially post Clone Wars, um, sometime because it because the kid has to age at least like maybe ten years. Because I want to say he seems like he's in his early twenties and he's a Padawan in the beginning of the game, which is in the Clone Wars in Order sixty six. Yeah, and then he's working in a scrapyard where they're disassembling clone ships. Still, maybe less than ten years, but it's 
it's pre it's it's definitely it's during the imperial though for sure i haven't i have i haven't really looked up too many things about i have the game i just never played it uh it's on my backlog but okay yeah five years after revenge of the sith how cool would it be if if uh they bring back star killer from the force unleashed and the, like they meet up there's been like the rumors of that like what if they existed in like the same world because he would eventually essentially like cal the character of the fallen order games like ran into him would be something oh um, that'd be cool i'd be cool if they just like did the hd remasters of those games they should because i didn't realize how many of like the actual lore characters you run into in those games and then, like i've been watching i was watching a bunch of clips the one day and i was like god damn like like you run into leia you run into chewbacca like you run just running into everybody yeah and i was like that actually is kind of cool and you can kill them all too and it's like huh um but yeah i mean there's that like i said there's just that part of me that's like cool game cool concept cool plot but then like there's a meme that said like it was SpongeBob, right? The circle of people, and it said like Jedi's uh, thought to have uh, survived or whatever, and then like the whole town's there, like there's people everywhere. It's like actual amount of Jedi to survive Order sixty six. It seems like every new thing, it's another Jedi who survived. Yeah, we're just like it's like oh, just please, 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 just do something outside of this area. Like why? Well, that just proves that they can't like. It's like, well, yeah, you, you they can't come up with something on their own, but yeah. they refuse to just take like the legends books that bring you a thousand years in the past in the old Republic, or I don't know if there's any books that take place in the future, but even then like go ahead and do it. And then they tried writing new old Republic books, but I heard they all sucked because again, like shitty writers, but then there obviously is good ones out there. Um, but like we we've ran about that so many times. Uh, what was I gonna say that was going along with that? I was gonna say something with the games too. Is there another one that I saw. I uh, damn it! I feel like there's something else. I mean, Resident Evil Four remake comes out this week. Yeah, already getting rave reviews. I played the demo. It's uh, really good. And then, uh, you play Hogwarts Legacy yet? Uh, I have got a chance to play it. Not very long, but it, I did get a chance to play it. I was going to try to play more tonight if I have some time. Nice. And, uh, it was really good what I did play. Nice. I, I got to still think about getting that. Okay, April 28th, Jedi Survivor. So, essentially a month out still. Um... Hopefully that's cool. Oh, and then I heard the new Final Fantasy that comes out in June 16 has like a 35-hour story gameplay. Like 35 hours for the main plot. That's that's pretty short for a Final Fantasy game, actually. Yeah, it is a 38 or 42, or somewhere around there. That's oh. probably if you're... I mean, did like the developers say that or like some, ran, some random... It was on IGN. Insider. I think it was an IGN post. 
that that's that has to be just doing the bare bones main mission and not like doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so much stuff to do in Final Fantasy games. Yeah, but they, that game looks really fun too. I was watching ga- a new gameplay for that, and that looks really cool. I thought the trailer looked interesting. Like the main character looks interesting. Because I, I don't know it. if you like if you play a lot of the Final Fantasy games, but like in the Final Fantasy games, you get like the summons mm-hmm. and. Like, like you defeat the boss and you're able to summon it in battle. But this one, I don't, I don't know if you get to turn into every single one of them. But it was a, it was a battle, and you turn into Ifrit, which is one of like, it's like a fire, like demon summon that you get, and he's one of like the more popular summons that you get in like every game. Yeah. And like you, the main character turned into Ifrit, which I thought was really cool. So I'm like, are you going to get to turn into your summons now? Cause if that's true, that's going to be like really badass. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely sounds like it. They're pushing the boundaries of maybe not repeating what they've done before. Like, Hey, this is kind of a cool idea. Let's do it. Speaking of that game. Did you see that? Um, square. Uh, it was like last week they said, that they only used British actors for the roles for the voice acting in the English because they didn't want Americans complaining that American people were doing British voices. No, I missed that, but it makes sense. So they like the British tones. Would they rather have that than no? They would or, have like picked just American people or who else? Who like? I'm sure they have probably a list of like voice actors that they mm-hmm. go to for for games, um, but they said they only picked British actors because they didn't want Americans like complaining of basically like appropriation is what they said. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So like, if- and 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 because like the game is set in like a a, a fantasy, obviously like. British medieval setting somewhat. Yeah. That they did like they thought that like Americans would say it's appropriation if they had like American voices. Yeah. I, or I, American British voices. I can kind of see that. I I can see that like, happening. That's the point we've gotten to in our society. Yeah. Which is like I'm like y'all are Japanese, just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, for sure. That's funny though. And, <laughs> that's- you know what I was thinking? What? Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go. Oh, I was just thinking. Um, it back to our discussion about um, The Last of Us, uh, and I forgot it. And I just remembered it again. If if The Last of Us was like Japanese and like anime inspired, mm-hmm. instead of Ellie's mom being bitten and she's just born like with an immunity, yeah, she would have been born like a zombie yeah and that would have been the fucking plot (laughs) (laughs) dude part of me was thinking like when you said that like i can see her like the mom like they show the mom like laying there on the ground and she like stabs a zombie then she like has the baby because the stress load she even know it happened but this is an anime like she would have had like the stress load kill the zombie and then all like the embryonic fluid would have just like sprayed out and like a you know, found in way, and then the baby would just like be sitting there and like start fucking walking around or some shit. And it'd be like my life as a teenage zombie, <laughs> or, or uh, what if it'd be like, oh my god, I'm a zombie, <laughs> lol. Oh, 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 oh my god, I'm a zombie living amongst humans. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a zombie, uh, because of fungi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A fungus turned me into a zombie. Yeah, help a fungus turn me into a zombie. 
Uh, uh, help zombie turn me into a zombie as I walk across the country to save the world. <laughs> like, man. Speaking of zombies, you see that one? I've seen the manga, and they're making an anime of it. Um, It's like a... I forgot what it's called, but it's a dude just, like, super depressed, hates his life or whatever, just plays video games all the time. And then, like, the zombie apocalypse happens, and he's just, like, super hyped for it because he doesn't have to worry about shit anymore. No, I haven't seen uh, that, but that's kind of... That sounds very uh, Japanese. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can't, dude, I can't remember the title, but I wanted to read the manga because, like, I was like, is this, like, any good? And it... It's, like, comedy, but it's also not comedy. Like, some of the reviews for it have said, like, you know, it's got some, like, intense moments in it, too. But, like, essentially, um, it's, you know, it's still a zombie show at the end of the day, right? Like, you're going to see people get ate and all that, too. It's just funny um, stuff. It's not popping up on manga on Amazon right now, but I am getting... Also, a wide variety of uh, hentai titles, too, as I'm <laughs> scrolling through. This one's pregnant. Um, looking right now, I'm not seeing it. If I come across it by next week, I'll bring it up. Okay. Um, go, go, loser ranger, though. Oh, I, got, I just saw that. I have to bring up this title, though. Do you like Big Girls, Volume 6? It's just girls... Looks like they're jogging past some baseball players. They have big jugs, and the ones like top is like they're popping out of her shirt. She's like, or she's lifting her shirt up so they pop out. I don't know. Japanese be crazy. It's really funny. And I, I think on that we we'll just wrap that up right there before before we get too crazy. Thank y'all for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>